Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. My name is Jennifer Apple, and this week I talked to Janelle Koloski and Amanda Dubois of Mindset Artistry podcast about their journey of personal growth, self-discovery, and healing. They share how they first became friends, accountability partners, and now podcast hosts, and how it has helped them stay consistent and focused on their goals. We also talk about the importance of following your tuition, letting go of people and situations that no longer serve you. We touch on struggles of identity and self-acceptance, the pressure of expectations both internally and externally, and the importance of setting boundaries and taking responsibility of your own life choices. Enjoy. Hi, Janelle and Amanda. <laughs> hey. Hello, hello. It's so lovely to see. I don't know if you coordinated the two pink moments, but oh. we're like, yeah, we're having a pink, pink. Is it like, what's the, what's the phrase for Mean Girls? Like on what is it? Is it we wear- Wednesday? On Wednesdays we wear pink. <laughs> I guess so. I was never, pink was never my color. So I think it's adorable. Nice to have you in this space. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, thanks. Um, Before we dive on in, let's start with you, Amanda. Who are you today? Today, I am, you know, today I'm like cool, calm, and collective at the same time frantic. Okay. If that makes sense, you know, like handling all the logistics of the home and then knowing that other things have to be, have to happen as far as work and all the other things. So but still taking care of some focus on handling the home stuff so that I can handle all the other things and make time for that. So that's what I'm in. I'm a little calm, collective and grounded yet still at the same time frantic and like, okay, I know that's gotta be done, but yeah. make it chill. I've got time. Yeah. I've got time. I feel that. I feel that energy. I get that. <laughs> I relate. Janelle, what about you? <laughs> Who are you today? Today's kind of funny because um, I feel like I'm rounding the corner of not worrying about what other people think and like needing to control everything <laughs> like don't leave me or this situation needs to stay um but also i'm like i don't want to be around anyone great mm-hmm. for a podcast and yeah. <laughs> and just like really focusing on in on like okay what do you want to do picking a couple things a couple pots on the stove and just zoning in on that yeah Thank you for sharing, or both sharing. Um, for anyone who doesn't know you both and your partnership, can you share a little bit about your like how you both know each other, how the work that you do, and how it's come to be? Yeah. Well, I'll say I found a, a picture of us back in what 2014 when we officially like mingled, co-mingled okay. in the same industry as actors in an acting workshop. And um, it started there, but I never thought that Janelle and I would ever become like co-partners, accountability partners, business partners, friends, long-term friends. I would have never thought that. So yeah, we are co-business partners, actors, creators. She's more of the model than I am. And I've dabbled in it. I think she's way better than I am at it. Uh, Nell, chime on in, darling. Yeah, I agree with all that. We avoided being friends for a long time. Why? Why <laughs> just like that? We, it's not that we didn't like, like each other. There's just something that my whole life that has happened where like the people I actually have very long-term relationships with at first, like I don't know if it's like my soul being like, oh, this is going to go deep. Like mm-hmm. something in me is like, ha, ah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that eventually like she needed help with an audition. I needed help. And we were always like the yes man. And then she was in a show. I was, we were always supporting each other. And then the pandemic, it really took off. Like, sending videos to each other to support each other, going on trips upstate to hike with goats in the snow. Yes. And now we, uh, yeah. yeah, we have a business. <laughs> and what is said business? Yeah. It's a mindset artistry community, community for artists and um, a podcast and we're coaches and just encouraging other artists to keep going. <laughs> yeah. 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 How did you come together to know that this was the thing that together made you a stronger pairing? Oh, I can speak to that. I think it had to do with, for a long time, I'm an Aries and so is she, and we're starters. So we start things. The minute we come up with a goal, we kind of start it. And then it kind of, at least for me, not so much anymore, but for me at the beginning, it dwindles away if the fire is still not Mm. there. And I had worked on a couple of projects. I had so many ideas. I wanted to partner up with people and I would show up and show out with them. I'd be prepared. Let's do this. Let's time it out. Coming from the corporate world, you know, let's stick to a schedule. Let's just come meet together. Let's brainstorm. Let's follow up with each other. Let's give ourselves deadlines. And then I realized that not a lot of people can stick to those things mm-hmm. and they don't show up. And it gets disappointing because then you end up waiting for other people when you're done with your portion and you're ready. Mm-hmm. And you go, let's do this because you're so excited. And then things kind of go to the wayside. And so it's like, oh, it's disappointing. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I went that way for a really long time. And then somehow Janelle started doing amazing things and starting her adventure of creating her own content. And she included me in it. And I started realizing how how much work ethic she has and following through and following up and being consistent and you know, showing up really just like the, the, you say Monday is going to be the day. It's Monday is going to yes. be the day unless unless something tremendous happens or whatever the case may be. It's like she shows up, you know, yeah. or lets you know. Uh, I'm usually late. <laughs> Janelle's not. You know, I'm usually late. So, I, you know, I, I worked on that. But, you know, it just kind of happened where we started realizing we had similar work ethics. Mm. And we realized that if we were to come together, something beautiful could happen. Yeah. And it was more about, let's just do it. So Nell could talk about it, but she encouraged me to do life coaching because she started doing that journey herself and was like, I think you should do the same thing. I'm like, do you? Mm. Do I have, can I? Like, what right do I have to be doing something like that? Yeah. And she encouraged me and I was like, all right, let me just, what, what do I have to lose? It was during the pandemic kind of thing. It's like, what do I have to lose? Just go to a, have a consultation call with them and see if you like yeah. it. And if you do, then go for it. And then I did. And then sure enough, by last year, 2021, uh, January, I was certified yes. as a life coach. Yes. Yeah. It's when you were talking about like the people in you know, like who don't show up and you're like waiting after you've done your your project. It reminded me of like middle school when you were assigned to like a science project and you were like put in a group of people that you were like, why did Tommy and Chad, like the, those are the people that I got paired with, like no shade to Tommy and Chad, but like y'all aren't pulling your weight. And now here I am making, you know, like weird concoctions by myself on a weird table. And like, what have you done? And now you're going to want to take my notes. You know what I'm like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The crazy yeah. part is I wasn't always like that. I, I was actually the opposite. I was the one that wasn't always showing up. It was kind of lazy and 
you know? So it's interesting now how the tables have shifted Mm -hmm. and I've walked into that side of me. And I think that has to do with me working in the corporate world. It really kind of set things into motion. Mm. I want to see something happen, but no, yeah, you had something to say. Yeah. And for me, and this is something that is a big goal for me for 2023, but it's easier for me to show up for other people than myself. Mm-hmm. And having Amanda as a partner, I was like, I'm not letting her down. I love her. I care about her. If I do something that messes up her trajectory, it's going to like upset me. Mm. So I was like, okay, we're doing it. We're doing it. And then she kept showing up too. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Cause I had a similar thing where people were like, yeah, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. You know, things are meant to happen. I think as they are and you align with people in a certain way. And yeah. so it's cool. Cause it really pushes me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're talking about like a really good collaboration of accountability. I think that's like what I'm hearing. I think so mm-hmm. many artists, myself included, you know, it's to find a consistency, be like the routine part of something and see somebody with whom you can consistently share in that with, I think is arguably like a skill that many of us are consistently striving towards. And when you find somebody with whom you are able to feel reliant upon and then reliable for, you know, I think it really is kind of a match just because it's a chemistry thing. If you really boil it down, going back to my science metaphor that I didn't anticipate was going to be a theme, like, you know, it's just (laughs) to really find somebody with whom you're like, oh, we're vibing. Also, I feel comfortable and safe to talk to you. Also, you know, these are things that I'm wanting for myself. It's a very vulnerable place to be able to share in that with somebody, let alone, you know, in the comfort of our own home when we're doing it by ourselves. So I think it's awesome that you both have found that with each other and it's only making you stronger in the work that you're doing individually, but clearly also as a partnership. I think it's awesome that you found that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think think that's why I avoided it too. Like if actually to answer what I said earlier, because I had had a lot of falling out with friends and people in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're younger, at least for me, I had that best friend. Yeah. Then I got older and moved around a lot. My life kept changing a million times. And people would be there, but then they weren't. And I was like, I just don't know. Is it possible for me to have this again? Mm. So I was like, I guess I probably saw the potential in Amanda, but I was like, I don't know. Am I wrong again? Yeah. (laughs) So now it's like cool to have that safety, that vulnerability. Yeah. And the trust, the trust that you have to be able to think that this is going to be different this time, that it's not going to be like all those other times that you've loved and lost, you know? I think that's a, I mean, I'd love to go down this path with both of you because I think that is something that so many of us artists feel and that can be obviously with, you know, interpersonal relationships with people in various seasons of our lives when we were younger, when we were starting out, whether we were in a different career path like you, Amanda, whether there's certain, you know, seasons of what we've done that we look back upon. It's like, oh, this person that was so integral to that is no longer in my life or they are in my life in a very different capacity. How, and also, you know, let's add in also the opportunity aspect of it too, right? Like our our industry, what we do is like, you can look at it as rejection or you can look at it as many opportunities and you're consistently putting yourself out there and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't and sometimes they don't work in real time, but they do in six years. Um, but for all of those, like maybe like loved and lost moments, how do each of you navigate those people, opportunities, situations that you either thought were the thing and then they weren't, 
or um, had been this thing and you wanted to hold on so tightly because you didn't want to lose it? How do you how do you navigate through that? Maybe you don't have like a total tried and true way, but I'm curious. Yeah. The first few years that that happened, if I'm just thinking career wise with uh, I booked the Travel Channel and I was hosting for them and then something was supposed to come out of that and then it didn't work out because they chose the other guy and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. These things that can happen. And then I was working for some of my favorite designers and they had rejected me for three or four years and I finally got to do show remodeling for them, uh, for Ralph Lauren. And then I'm a size eight, they decided to use a size two. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It's that girl's turn. But it was like, I just remember. But the, the good thing is it does get easier, I think, because in the beginning I was like, well, anything else ever happen? Is this it? Is it over? And it doesn't make it easier until you start to think, OK, but something else is going to come down the pipeline because I did book this mm-hmm. or I did have this opportunity. And if I keep showing up, something else will come. And it's kind of like up and down and also trusting that I follow my intuition whenever I apply for jobs or choose a street to go down or call this person or that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like I have an idea of what I'm meant to do in this wild, crazy life. But also you have to be open because like what if I stayed modeling with Ralph or the Travel Channel? Maybe that would have blocked something else I was supposed to do. And just kind of like letting uh, things flow like water. <laughs> How in real time do you do that though? Like were you in those opportunities? Was it like a light bulb moment that was like, oh, I this is here or oh, maybe I should try this new thing? Like what was it for you that allowed you to perhaps stay open? For me, I didn't have much of a choice because mm-hmm. they just weren't using me anymore. Yeah. And I was just like, okay but I know I'm meant to do this. And Mm. so something else is coming. And I just had to keep telling myself that. And I kind of tell my clients and even myself, I wake up in the morning and I think, okay, if I never pursued acting or hosting ever again, would I be okay with that? Mm. And then something in me is like, no. Okay. And then there's other things that I've done in my life where I'm like, what if I left this behind? And I'm like, okay, it's finished. Mm-hmm. And so do you know that because of like an intuition gut thing where you're like – A feeling. What is it for yeah, you in your body? Like how do you know? Yeah, like like I think the perfect example is also like if I go see a movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a time where I actually couldn't go to see movies because it upset me so much or watch dance performances because Because you were like, jealous? Like it was like you wanted yeah, to be – like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's literally like leaving like this determination in my body of just being like – Like, it's like a, like, Mm. you have to keep going. You're meant to do that. And all happy for the people that are on the screen. But I was like, I'm supposed to do that, too. Same thing happened when I moved to New York City. I'm from the Pittsburgh area. Came to New York, failed once, left, and was like, okay, I was wrong. And then I was like, I'll just settle in Pittsburgh, which is fine for some people. But in the same, that feeling, it's almost like a tightness in my chest and, like, my gut that was like, nope, Mm. go back to New York. And I'm so glad that I listened. And it wasn't easy. I mean, my God, it was another torturous, but now it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So what I'm hearing is like this, certainly, obviously, like your, whether we call it your intuition, we call it your gut, we call it just like you being present with your embodiment of your feelings. But there's something in you that you've learned to trust in yourself 
for when things, when decisions have to be made, which I think is such a cultivated skill. Like, I, I guess I want to like offer that not everybody has that so attuned or that they're willing to listen to it. You know, there's yeah, you have so- to be willing. I think people know. And then it's like, I literally feel ill. Like I literally feel sick if I try mm-hmm. to go against it. Like yeah. I've wished I could, you could ignore it, but it keeps bothering yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And also not only, but, but you're, but what I'm hearing also is that that thing, instead of it being something that freaks you out because then change is coming, it actually is something that in some ways like an inspiration and an excitement that allows you to take the next step when it could easily plague you being like, well, I'm stuck or it feels too pressured or there's, it's so overwhelming and yet it's the opposite for you. So that's really cool. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What about you, Amanda? I'm curious. I know like at this point, like the questions have like, <laughs> the question is long past, but it still stands yeah, if you, you remember it. You've piled on the questions. Yeah. That's okay. No, no, no. Um, well, what I would say as far as, you know, I guess following your intuition, knowing when to let people go, I don't think I intuitively listened to myself at least 10 years ago mm. compared to the where I am now, where I really l- listen to it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, if my gut kind of feels uncomfortable in a situation, I'm like, oh, maybe this is not for me. I should leave. Yeah. But as far as like identity, which is a lot that I work with, identi- self-identity and inner voice and knowing your truth, I struggled with that for a really long time. And so because of that, I became quote unquote friends or associates with people who were really good for me mm. or aligned with my future or my path or my life's purpose. How'd you find that? I just kind of like, what, how did you do that? How did you find those people? Find who? I don't know the people who were the aligned that, with you. Well, that, that had to do with me. So I had to start with me first. Mm. That had to do with literally trusting the process of healing myself, like getting to know who I am, because if I don't know who I am, then I'm welcoming everybody into my household, you mm. know what I mean? Into my secret garden, into my, who, you know, my truth Mm -hmm. right so i had to get to know myself which meant digging in deeper into my identity my healing my values my per like everything about myself that i thought i was asking myself is that really me Mm -hmm. does that align with how i feel now do i really like that Mm -hmm. you know do i really like you know I don't know, horseback riding, even though I was probably doing, you know, not that I do that, which I wish I would love to, (laughs) but, um, you know, I don't know, playing video games or something like that. Like, do I actually enjoy it or was I doing it to please someone else? Mm -hmm. Was it people pleasing? Was it pressure from my family and friends, which for a long time, I put a lot of pressure on myself from my family, not that they were doing it to me intentionally, but because I was the first one technically at the time to graduate high school without getting pregnant then going right into college Mm -hmm. right after high school without getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and then graduating. Mm -hmm. And that was very big for both sides of my family, my mom and my dad's side. So for me, it was, I put pressure on myself to set that standard for others in my family. Like I wanted to encourage my cousins and the younger generation, like there's bigger, just because your parents didn't do it doesn't mean that you have to live that path. Like your circumstances don't define your present or your future. Mm And I'm always about that. So, uh, you know, that was a part of my journey of I need to graduate just because I got to do it. But because I, you know, and then on top of that, I put a pressure on myself that that was the life that I should be living. Mm. So it was like, well, this is the way to go. Like, you know, I go to college, I get a nine to five and then I retire and die. Like (laughs) that was the 
<laughs> that was the reality that I was kind of living. And I was like, yeah, this is it. This is it. So I did the nine to five while I was in college, you know, worked my way through college, graduated after college, got a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And uh, lucky for me at the time when I was almost naive and just open to anything, someone told me you should do some background work on, on some, you know, shows in New York to get extra money. And I did. I was like, yeah, sure. And I went home, you know, I'm in my twenties. Mm -hmm. Like I have all the energy. I can stay up at two or three o'clock in the morning, waiting around a table and waiting to be called for that background. Yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there was, there was no like, all right. I had no expectations, but to just do it. So it actually in that process of finding the path to go down with like my family and what I expected to be, mm -hmm. I also started finding my own path at the same time. And then here was the conflict. Right. There was a major, major conflict that occurred. And I struggled with that because I, and until I left my job in 2000, at the end of 2017, going to 18, I struggled yeah. big time with leaving because that was that security. Right. That was yeah. that life that I pictured for myself, even though it wasn't my dream. Right. It was something that I held on to and gripped so tight that I was afraid of letting go. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't until I started, I was blessed enough to meet a few handful of people that gave me the courage to just, what do you got to lose, but go after what you want. Mm. Just go for it. You don't want to be 90 years old and regret that you didn't go after your acting or your modeling or writing that story, that script, or going on vacation by yourself. Like all the things. You don't want to look back and go, I should have. Yeah. I could have, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And as I did that, because I started listening to what I really wanted, I started my own healing process without me knowing. Unbeknownst to me, mm -hmm. I started finding my voice. And then I really dug into it during the pandemic because, you know, we had time yeah. for ourselves, right? So we were forced to be like, well, so what do I do? I can't leave the house. <laughs> I guess I got to know myself yeah. and I did. And I just kind of read books. Mm -hmm. And one of the favorite books that I've read, I, I have it somewhere up here is um uh, a man thinketh which opened my eyes is what you think is what you become is what you are and what your reality is mm -hmm. to the four agreements mm -hmm. i love that book because it taught me you know a simple thing of letting go and not taking things personally you're like don't take it personal but when you understand what that means yeah. it's a sense of weight off your shoulders yeah. so that long-winded you know answer yeah. is I wasn't able to find the people that I aligned with until I found out who I was and what my life purpose is. Yeah. And because I did, I lost a lot of people. I lost a lot of friends. I'm grateful for them, but they're no longer able to be in my life as the person I am today Yeah. because they were probably either stuck with who I was or who they are now is not aligned with who I am and what I'm becoming. Yeah. And I'm grateful for all of it. I'm thankful, obviously, but, and I send them love and light always. It just doesn't click anymore. And that's okay. Yeah. And I've accepted that. Yeah. I've accepted that. And I wouldn't be who I am today without those experiences. And I've learned that. Like, you have to accept your past versions. You have to, even though you have more knowledge now, you wouldn't have that knowledge without going through those things. Yeah. You have to accept that old version because you were only doing the things that you thought were right mm -hmm. or that worked with you at the time yeah. based on the circumstances that existed then yeah. that don't exist now. Yeah. 
and embrace, yeah. I would imagine, like in, including accepting it, but also embracing it, right? And, you know, I, I really do think about one's life as like there are seasons and we go through that, mm -hmm. seasons of growth. And it's like if you think about, I'm you know, going through metaphors here, but like, you know, if you think about a garden, you know, I'm not, I am a seasoned plant murderer. So do not take advice from me when it comes to like herbs and plant survival. But, you know, at <laughs> least what I know about like, you know, you have different seasons for different fruit and for vegetables and certain plants thrive in certain environments. And it's not that they're perpetually dead once you kill them, except for maybe when I do it. But like besides those plants, it's like they come back when they have more sunlight, when there is the certain type of moisture, right? When they're surrounded in an environment where they can thrive. And I think so too are we the same in that there are certain environments where we are able to thrive and come to life. And then there's certain times when really it just isn't that, you know, and it's not a bad thing. It's just like sometimes you have to sit in the darkness for a second to recognize that there is eventually going to be light when you finally get yourself back into an environment, a space surrounded by people who support you and give you what you need and vice versa. Um, the other thing that I, I hear from what you so beautifully shared, which thank you, um, is just, you know, this idea of expectations that we have for ourselves internally, but also from our spheres of influence, be it our families, be it our friends, be it society, whatever, and how in addition to us traveling on our own life journeys, it's a matter of us really clocking when something is stemming from our own expectations for ourselves versus something external, and when and if we have agency and actually choosing to listen to either of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would say, you know, as far as the expectations, when it comes to that, you really have to, this is when it's really important to get a grip on yourself. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. when you get a grip on yourself, then you're in tuned with what those expectations are. Right. Uh, but I would say the best thing is learning to set boundaries with not only other people, but with yourself. For sure. Because and I was very uncomfortable with setting boundaries. Like, I guess to a certain circumstance, I set boundaries like family, like I'm not doing that, y'all. Mm -hmm. Like, I won't cross that line. But then there were certain things that I was tolerating from people who were clearly hurting me. Yeah. But yet mm -hmm. I still somehow make up, made up an excuse, made up some type of excuse where I lived in the hope rather than the reality of mm -hmm. it, the matter of fact. Yeah. And so I just tolerated it. In reality, I wasn't taking responsibility for the actions that were happening and I wasn't taking control of myself. I was letting other people control me. Yeah. And when it comes to these expectations, it's really important to take a second and tune in and ask this, the questions of does, is this my expectation or someone else's and am I okay with it? Right. Because it's okay to have expectations. I mean, you shouldn't live your life around expectations, but it's ha it happens. It's just a reality. Yeah. Like, you know, we expectations with family, with love and relationships. Like you should, you should know that having a bad day because I came in stomping my feet, like, <laughs> you know, like read my mind. Aren't you not a, a mind reader? Hello. Right. Like we have these expectations that may be so grandiose and like sometimes unrealistic mm -hmm. and, and we and put them on people. And, and that's really wrong of us to do because then we set up people to fail. Yeah including ourselves. Yeah. We create failure for ourselves yeah. and then we feel shame and guilt for it. Yeah. 
Have you been using the same monologue for years and could use a new piece? Are you applying to BA, BFA, or MFA programs and need a monologue for that process? Are you someone who simply has no idea where to search for monologues? Well, lucky for you, I do what is called monologue sourcing, in which I find monologues specifically chosen for you. So many artists use pieces based off external labeling for types and roles rather than find pieces sharing who they really are and what speaks to them. So we'll meet virtually together. You share who you are as a human, what you love, your dislikes, your values, beliefs, family, friends, love, politics, you name it. I will help guide you through this. And then I go off on my own and find you monologues chosen just for you that fit like a glove. I've been doing monologue sourcing for years as an extension of the coaching I do with artists, and I have found pieces in this way for over hundreds of artists thus far. So if you are someone who wants to feel empowered about the monologues you bring into rooms and use for auditions, I would love to help you find them. And because you are a dedicated listener of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast, I want to provide you with a custom link to an exclusive rate when you check out today. Head to empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo to register. That's empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo right now. I cannot wait to help you find monologues you absolutely adore. Well, going back to that, I mean, when both of you feel that within yourselves, because it happens inevitably when we put ourselves more often than not like in new, scary, terrifying positions, what do you do with those feelings? How do you hold space for the things that come up, the emotions that you kind of, you beautifully just listed, like the shame, the vulnerability, the fear, um, how do you hold it? And then how do you perhaps heal from them when it's happened? I have been doing a lot of that lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a lot of breath work and EMD, EMDR therapy, which mm-hmm. they teach you in those different therapies, what to do with yourself. And so a lot of it is definitely not just ignoring it, which is something I was really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't grow up in a family that taught me to process my feelings. My mother is very sensitive and strong. Oh my God, strong, but sensitive. And so strong because she's so sensitive. I mean, just her empathy is just so lovely, but she'll fight you. (laughs) (laughs) More like protecting, you know, she's a protector and I am too. But she, I don't think she liked to see me. um, Nobody, I mean, I don't think any mom really wants to see their child hurt or suffering. And also I think she was afraid for me because the world is a really tough at times and so mm-hmm. it was just like get over it wipe your tears go wash your face keep going and i can do that kind of but then as i was getting into my mid-20s it really started to build up and is just overflowing and everything it was like on the surface yeah. and i would just always be crying yeah. <laughs> and always angry Because no one taught me that you can analyze and you can tell yourself to just get over it. But your body never forgets Mm -hmm. this pain that happened. And it's different for for everybody. Everybody feels shame about different things. And that's something I'm always telling people. You feel how you feel. Don't let anybody tell you that it's right or wrong. But, you know, if someone teases you and maybe that wouldn't bother someone else, but that does bother you, that's okay. That's for you to digest, you're allowed to have those feelings. And 
Um, so for me, I really, it's almost a daily practice where I'll do a little bit of breath work and I just kind of, mm, it's like you take a deep breath in, but you really focus on expanding your rib cage. Like that's where the breath is. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just let it all like, like drop because you're trying to get your body to relax mm -hmm. so it can kind of open up and you can feel where your tension spots are. And it's pretty wild. You'll touch certain areas of your body and certain thoughts and memories or whatever come up. Yeah. And are you doing this with a therapist specifically? Or are you doing this now, like what your therapist has done with you on your own, what you've learned in your own practice? Yeah. So I did it with a therapist probably five or six times. This woman, Jessie Torgerson, and she works with so many artists. She travels around the world and she calls it dynamic breathwork. But she's, she's teaching you something really powerful she said to me. She said, Janelle, no one else can digest your feelings for you, even if they want to. Yeah. She said, you have to have that vertical love so the horizontal love can come in. Oh, I like that. And she, yeah, I was like, oh, she's yeah. so cool. You look at her eyes. She's like, one moment, it's like she's like a five-year-old and playful with you. And the next moment, she's like 7,000 years old. It's like <laughs> the wildest. But she taught me to do it for myself at home too because she's like um it, there is a bottom to it but she's like if you just keep trying to ignore things and you're not taking the time daily to or even weekly nobody's perfect to process it it's still going to be there mm -hmm. and yeah. um so that's what i do a lot of breathing and really mindfulness and acknowledging how I feel and parenting myself. And obviously I'm an adult and I've been one for a while. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is if your parents didn't give you what you needed and it's hard to be a parent when you were a kid, you still kind of have to do that now. Like for what sure. do you need? What's going on? Um, so that is how I process things through yeah. breath. <laughs> There's two things that are popping up for me. One is like when you're on an airplane and they tell you to put the um, like in whatever the mask that comes down, mm -hmm. the oxygen mask, and you have to put on yours first before you can help other people. I think it is exactly that. It's like until you are literally giving yourself breath, until you are literally giving yourself life support, you are unable to, to the extent you probably want to, support those in your sphere. So it really only will behoove you in supporting the other people if you are, quote unquote, a people pleaser, or if you just genuinely are empathetic and want to be there for other people. You kind of need to give that life force to yourself. Um, and also, secondarily, is the what with me and my clients, I talk about all the time, and especially when I teach master classes, and they're like, how do you deal with nerves in an audition? Valid question. You have to hold their hand. Like, you have to include yeah. your nerves in the room with you and say, hello, friend. Welcome back to the space. I know you. I see you. I feel you. You're here. You're very present today. And you are going to come into this room with me because you have to. <laughs> because if I forget you outside, I'm going to hear you knocking. You're going to bang through my body in all these weird ways that I don't want because now I'm going to crack and I'm going to forget my lines because I'm going to be thinking and feeling you in my body and you're going to be disrupting me in a way that I can't move through until I actually receive you and bring you along for the ride. Emotions are, they're fluid. They will change. You just have to be like, you're here and now you can come through me. But if you're like, no, <laughs> let me push you down, <laughs> it's going to, it's going to come out in a strange old way. So I hear both of those things in that and I think it's such a solid, hard practice, but one that's just like you are giving yourself life force and you are being with all that you are. I think that's so, that is what it means to be an artist in my opinion is like 
every day it can change all those levels and how you feel within it. But to recognize that that is who you are on a daily basis is like the crux of being a human and specifically an artist. Yeah. And it helped me because I was so angry because I mean, so my brother has autism and he's amazing, but he just, it was, I was always just trying to help him mm-hmm. and I'm always wanting to help other people. And for yeah. so long people were like, well, you have to make sure your cup is filled. And I'm like, yeah. what are you even talking about? Like, I don't even, there's no time for that. So many people need help. Yeah. I didn't, it couldn't, I couldn't understand. Like I'm actually, I mean, I am helping people, but not, it's like, it's like, I'm just like half there yeah. and just, um, and then I was forced into a corner because if, felt like uh nobody really like i would keep saying why i was upset and it because i love the universe is funny and it got to the point where like nobody was listening anymore and that's mm-hmm. why when jesse was like no one else can digest your feelings for you was really powerful for me because it's just like you have to help yourself janelle yeah. <laughs> no one yeah. can which yeah. is scary but also really empowering yeah there's hope yeah. Yeah. thank you for sharing that yeah for me with I think, you know, it's a combination of things and I go through different um, exercises and practices and essentials. I like to call them essentials in your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are times when I've done, like I went to to Paris and I worked with a, a, like a chakra energy person who really worked amazing, amazing. And it was so interesting. I was avoiding, I, I grew up being black and Puerto Rican, you get over it. Like it's life, get over it. Like, that's it. That's there's no like discussing your emotions. Mm. There's no like just get over it. Like what's the problem? Like everybody else has done it in the past, mm. so you can do it now. However, that's very unhealthy because that gets stored in your body, yeah. and then this is how the ailments start coming up, and you start feeling sick. And you're like, why is my back hurt? Why do I constantly get headaches and all these things? Like they start presenting in your body, and then they start flowing into all the other avenues of your life, yeah. and so. 2021 was a big time for me where I set major boundaries with people very close to me. Mm. And I was very solid on that. But after I did it and I, you know, I followed my path, somehow I I felt almost guilty as if I, if I didn't make the right decision Mm. in setting that boundary, even though I was really grateful that I did because I found myself and I found my voice, but it was a relationship that I treasured very dearly and we kind of lost touch. And there's like, the love is not there anymore. And when I did this work breath kind of energy work, she was like, Oh, I can see it in your in your pelvic area, like you're storing that love mm. in, in, in distrust in here. And she and she's like, you're carrying the weight of other people like your mom and your dad on you. And I was like, I am. And they're like, they're fine. Mm. This is not your path. Like it's you have to let go of that. And I was like, Well, I thought I did. They're like, No, you didn't. And you have to acknowledge that others you can't help others heal if they're not willing to take that step even if you see it yeah they're in denial or they want they don't want to confront it uh whatever it is you can't help them heal even though you see it and you end up holding on to that because you hope for the best for them and so i was storing that in my body and it was causing me some pain like my right side was really feeling icky and kind of weird and i didn't understand so i was doing yoga and the meditation but it was still showing up and until i acknowledged that that i was storing that kind of regret and and guilt mm. 
that I, I wasn't able to let it go until I acknowledged it and said, it's not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And she called it like someone who doesn't have, it can't show me the love that I deserve. They're heart sick. And I was like, well, mm. that's really nice to say. Like, they're like, they're heart sick. And until they heal that, they won't be able to, you won't be able to connect with them. Yeah. And that's okay. And it was setting boundaries with family members. And I think part of my journey is being comfortable with setting boundaries, even though you're my family. It does not mean that I got to tolerate your, you know, BS and your negativity and your belittling and all these things. It's still not okay. And so that was my journey last in 2021. And I'm so glad I did. And I, I teach people that as well. It's like, it's, just because their family does not mean, if it was anybody else, would you tolerate that? Mm-hmm. No, probably not. Yeah. So what difference does it make just because they're family? Yeah. It's okay to set healthy boundaries. And so, you know, I, as I went through that, I started paying attention again more to my body. And I did a lot of meditational healing where it was diving back into my child self. And I didn't realize how my child health self was hurting, mm-hmm. who felt ignored. Yeah. And what didn't feel loved, even though I grew up in a loving home, there were still some portions of that love that I lacked or it felt like I was ignored that I carried with me and became a habit of mine. Yeah. So I was afraid of getting hurt like my parents are divorced. And that played a big part in my relationships. Yeah. I really denied love. I didn't want to get hurt. So I was very cold. Yeah. And then that transitioned into my friendships. And so, you know, I was in, you know, I do still have my uh, my hand, at least three girls who are my high school friends who I love, and we've just built each other up and we've enjoyed each other's journey and we never judged each other, which is a beautiful thing. Very hard to find yeah. someone to not judge you even for your crappy, crappy times, yeah. right? We all have it, but it, it was a combination of all of that, just diving in and, and healing and acknowledging her and showing her love and showing her that like girl we're good yeah. you're okay be a kid again yeah you're okay to be a kid again be a kid be innocent be loving and it gets me a little bit emotional because it's like my little self like yeah. she didn't know any better you know and so it, it i really healed a lot from acknowledging that portion of me that i ignored yeah because i felt like i had to grow up quicker than i expected yeah and that was yeah. it and i was exposed to things that that made me grow up quicker than I wanted to. So I was forced to. So I had put on this shield, put on this armor. And because of that, I closed off a lot of people. And uh, until I acknowledged that and tapped into the emotion that I was hiding and suppressing, because that's what I saw around me, suppress the feelings, suppress the anger. And then finally, then you blow up. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want that. I wanted to choose better. So I had to sit down and go, okay, so what is this feeling? Mm -hmm. And then think that feeling. Thank you for coming up for me. Yeah. It's okay to feel that sadness and hurt and pain and heartbreak. It's okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It shows that you're alive, but it will pass. Yeah. It is temporary, but you have to follow through with it. Yeah. And that that I will tell everybody is you have to feel it in order to overcome it and get through it. Oh, yeah. You have to process it. Yeah. That's the only way because avoiding it, suppressing it, it's like a volcano. You're eventually going to erupt and it's going to it's going to either be put unprojected to someone else or you're going to self-harm or self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you feel like either you're not worthy of love or success or anything. Yeah. You're going to end up 
inflicting yourself in the negative ways and it's going to be harmful whether you're doing it physically mentally or emotionally well we forget that like these feelings that we're feeling are part of us like that somehow we have this idea that our feelings are separate in some weird way that like these things that we don't like about ourselves or that are labeled as like being sad is bad or being angry is bad right i think in my opinion, it becomes quote unquote bad when there's action associated with these things. And then there's repercussions to action, whether to oneself or to others. But in terms of just feelings, there's neither good or bad. There's that Pixar movie. Is it Inside Out? Or I think it's Inside Out. Yeah. Where it's like all, yeah, yes. all about the Anger. emotions. And I was like, I, first of all, I sobbed the entire movie because I was like, this is the most accurate portrayal of feelings I've ever seen in animation mm-hmm. form. And I'm, I'm here for it. But there is so much truth to that, that we are taught that there are certain feelings that we have that are not good versus the fact mm-hmm. that simply just the feeling is the feeling that there's no subjectivity to it. It's just, mm-hmm. you feel what you feel. And so these these labels that we have for ourselves of like, well, I am this or I feel this. And then we put all of this on top of ourselves as subjective labeling about our worth. It only is going to make it harder for us to feel fully integrated and recognizing that these feelings are part of you. And you sometimes are sad and you sometimes are mad and you sometimes mm-hmm. are hurt and you some like – Yes, and it's all possible and it's all probable, frankly. And that is the human experience, right? And to to really take your inner child along with you and like reflect back into like where you've come and where you are and how it all makes a lot of sense because of these things. And then you have the choice whether or not you want to address it or change it, then beautiful. But if not, like then one is acting from a space that isn't full. It's an isolated, disjointed, um, in my opinion, sadder way of living and a less full version. I don't know. For me, I'd rather have like the fact that you were just like, it gets emotional. Like, yeah, why are we not crying about these things all the time? Like, and then four seconds later, we're laughing about it. You know, like I, all of these things are what makes human beings, in my opinion, beautiful. You know, like, yes, we are animals, but like an animal isn't going to have a laughing attack in the corner and then cry about it, you know, four seconds later. <laughs> like the complexity of the like being able to one second do that and the next second, like, ooh, what a, what about that? Like no, no other being on this planet has that. And so what a more beautiful thing than embracing all of it, um, which, yes, mm-hmm. is sometimes incredibly overwhelming. And yes, there are individuals like a therapist or workbooks or journaling. There's things to be done to help one process through the overwhelm. And please find that if you can for yourself (laughs) to support yourself in that. Please, please. But knowing that that is the human experience and that every single person is in some version of that for themselves, I think there's something so unifying for me when I like when I look at anybody on this planet and I'm like, you are going through something that I don't have any idea about, but I know that you are still doing it from your own lens and perspective. And because of that, there is a bonding of like, we are all in process all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I think life is happening for you, not to you. And I think people live in life is happening to me Mm. and I don't have, you know, life is happening for you. And if you think of it from that perspective, you have a better understanding of the situation and you can 
realize that the emotions are natural. It's a universal experience, yeah. a universal human being experience that you have to embrace. And it's all about awareness and acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. And once you get past those two stages, which are usually the initial stages, the beginning stages of I am aware and I'm also acknowledging or I'm acknowledging and I'm aware of these things, right? These are, they're not your characteristics. They're just emotions that are currently happening, yeah. but they're not who you are. Yeah. They're just an emotion that's presenting itself because it's activating something in you. It's is part it, of you. You know, yeah, it's part it of is. you. It's part of the human experience. We would not otherwise, like you said, we would be animals in the wild acting like freaking crazy. And, you know, I mean, I mean, wait, I mean let's let's, 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 let's <laughs> Welcome to minute, New York. Wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, hey, let me take that back. Right. <laughs> wait a minute. You know. But we, it's a different really version, like, a different version of maybe, I don't know. Right. I don't know. This is apples and oranges. I don't know. I think I sometimes know. I kind of want to be with the animals. Same. I think they got it right. Same. I think they kind of got it right. <laughs> I think we take a thing a little too personal and get a little too aggressive. I'm like, Same. matter of fact, it's just, you know, but we're all in the survival. A lot of people are in the survival aspect of their lives versus actually living. Yeah. They're trying to survive. And when you're thinking about from a survival perspective and a survival outlook on life, you're constantly thriving to, to grab onto something and desperately grabbing up to something. And then you become this person that's e living in the ego. You're yeah. egotistical. You're, you're, you're every, selfish in the sense of you're harming others. You're harming yourself. It's not coming from a place of love and light and, co and collectiveness. Yeah. We're all experiencing the same thing, just in different ways. We're all the author of our stories, our books, and whatever you want, the painter, however you want to put it, we are all a part of that process. And until we acknowledge that, you're going to constantly think life is happening to you, not for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we wind down our time, I know we've like bounced around a lot, but with all that we've talked about, is there anything that's on either of your hearts that you maybe like wish you knew as you began your healing journey or like owning where you are in process? Um, or something that you like would have told yourself when you were younger, um, as you were beginning to navigate all of this? I would say that my empathy and sensitivity and desire to stand up for other people and be a voice are strengths and they're good things because I've had, and I don't, I hate to generalize, but especially being a woman, I've had a lot of people be like, sit down, you're so angry, let it go. But for me, having a brother with autism, it's really hard to just let things go when I see that he's in pain based on what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a weird world to live in, but it kind of made me like a bridge person because over here I was like, hey, Joe, you're amazing, but like, Let's try this and this. We can kind of jive with other people in the world a little better, okay? And then I'll be over here. I'm like, hey, you, he's different. You can learn a lot from him. Can you stop being an asshole? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but people made me feel like, oh, you're too sensitive and all this stuff. But if I wasn't sensitive, I wouldn't see him. I wouldn't see other people the way that I yeah. see them. And so, hmm. um, but then I did have to learn and then I would tell her, like, you'll find a way where you can find the balance mm -hmm. and really create space for myself to process that pain. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what I would say. That's really beautiful. <laughs> that is. I would say 
couple of things is, you know, it takes time. Give yourself time because it's not going to happen overnight. But when it does happen, boy, oh boy, is it amazing. It really is levitating in a way, but you have to give yourself time because you're going to have to go through stages. Things that didn't come up last year couldn't come up because either they were blocked or it just wasn't relevant. Mm -hmm. And so now they may come up and that's okay. It doesn't mean you didn't grow. Right. It doesn't mean that you didn't learn. It just means that that's something that was either not addressed or maybe it didn't even matter at the time. Right. So it's okay. So embrace that. Uh, secondly, it would be celebrate yourself throughout the process. Hmm. I think too often we celebrate the big things, the big wins versus celebrating the little moments. You know, how blessed you are to just get up today. There's a lot of people that don't wake up. They don't open their eyes, honey. And it sounds morbid. It sounds completely morbid, but it's the truth, you know? So celebrating those little wins, celebrating, you know, getting a, a cup of coffee. I finished, finished a task today. You know, those little things, seeing a friend, looking in the mirror and going, you're amazing. Like those daily affirmations, remember those because otherwise you'll start listening to other people, other people's opinions of you will become your reality. Yeah. And I say that I don't let other people's opinions of you become your reality. And so that would be the, the, the second thing. And then understand trial and error. There are going to be things that worked yesterday that do not work today. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of fact, because you are different than you were yesterday. It's the truth. You change every day in a way. You aren't the same person. So embrace the trial and error, embrace the failures and be open to whatever comes up for you. Embrace it, be open to the process because you'll discover a journey that was meant for you that you didn't even know was possible. And it's probably even better than what you expected. Yeah. Yeah. I am so appreciative of both of you for being so open and vulnerable and going on this heart journey this um, time together. For anybody who is listening who wants to work with you or to reach out or is interested in following along on your journeys, what are some of the best places within your boundaries where people can reach out? Um, I think the easiest thing is to go on Instagram and look up Janelle Loves. So that's J-A-N-E-L and then L-O-V-E-S. And you can send me a message. You can leave a comment. You can also, there's a link there where you can book a session to just talk to me about um, just it's free see where you're at, see what goals you have, um, the career mindset coach for people that want to work in fashion and entertainment. Um, and just, I just want people to know there's always something you can do if you still have the desire. And that's something I've always believed. And I'm like, okay, maybe I want to do more healing work. Maybe I need to apply to more work. Maybe I need to call up my agent. And it's just, there's so many beautiful artists out there. And I'm just so passionate about like getting you work. And I always know there's something you can do. I got you. I love it. <laughs> uh, for me, it's follow me on Instagram or my website. So it's amandadubuo.com. So it's my full name or at amandadubuo. And you can follow me on there. DM me if you are open to having a free consultation. It is free. The first session with me is free. Again, we just kind of talk and create a sacred space for you. I work with the corporate creatives as well as people in the entertainment industry. So I understand the the combination because I've been there, done that kind of you know thing, and finding your voice. And I really help people find their truth and 
build a foundation that you can build up that's so solid you become unbreakable and your most successful self in all that you do and in that staying true to yourself during that process because it can be difficult and hard <laughs> and you know you can get to a point where you break down and feel like it's not happening, but it will. You just gotta give it the time and space. And there's always, like Nell said, something to do. You know, you just gotta find it and be open to that process. So yes, my website or uh, Instagram, and uh, you can also follow us on our podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you can follow us on our podcast and Mindset Artistry on Spotify as well as Apple Podcast. And we also dropped a YouTube channel yeah. that is just Mindset Artistry that we just create amazing videos and content that we hope helps you throughout your journey. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you both so much. Thank, Thank you. you. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean the most to us if you would like, rate, follow, and most importantly, review us on Apple Podcasts. In podcast land, this allows us to continue putting out episodes each week and finding other listeners who want to participate in conversations like this one. Now, if you did not like this episode or don't like this podcast, just let it all slide. If you are not yet doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, and more on our website at empoweredartistcollective.com. If you are seeking some merchandise and you want to be kept more in the loop with our email list, we have those links in our show notes. As always, I am so endlessly grateful that you keep on coming back and we will be back again next week. Until then. <laughs>